There's a spirit at Bryan Health, a passion that says we can make it better, stronger, to raise our kids, to build our future, to move forward together. It's time for Bryan Health Radio. Here's Melanie Cole. Bryan Health hosts a community run every October to further their commitment to wellness and mental health. For more information about this event, you can go to brianhealth.org forward slash run. This special podcast series is brought to you by Brian Health and the Kim Foundation. To help you avoid injury and get the most out of your exercise, if you're a runner or a walker, you know you want the best footwear for you. My guest today is Ann Ringline. She's the manager of the Lincoln Running Company. Welcome to the show, Ann. So how can runners and walkers find the best tennis shoe? I use the word tennis shoe lightly. Find the best shoe for them. They need to go to a running or an athletic store, you know, somebody, a store that specializes in running. They need to take their shoes that they're wearing now, whether they're walking shoes, running shoes, basketball shoes, just plain dress shoes, whatever they've been walking in, they need to take them in with them. Looking at the bottom of shoes gives us a whole new clue as to what the person is doing every time they take a step. We look at that like uh, your car mechanic would look at car tires. If they're really worn on the outside, we know they could use a little help to get them to roll in a little bit. If they're really worn on the inside of their foot, at the ball of the foot, then we know that we could give them a little bit more support. They also need to just try on a lot of hair. Let the communicate really well with the salesperson and let them bring out a lot of shoes that they can try on and get a really good feel for. And people get a little intimidated by doing that. They think that they're going to be annoying the salesperson if they bring out a lot of shoes or try on a lot. But really, shoes are very personal. And if you're walking or running a long distance, you need a pair that fits you so well. That is exactly right, Melanie. And actually, I think people are actually intimidated to go into a running store. Even if they do run a bit, they think, oh, I'm not a runner or if they're a walker. But if you came in our store... You know, any time of the day, you would see as many people that just want to be comfortable as walk and run, actually. I mean, it, you are right. Shoes are so important, not just for walking and running, but just to have an enjoyable life, to be able to move forward. So shoe-wise, if you are a runner or if you are a walker, do you need shoes that are specific to running or walker, or can walkers wear running shoes? And runners, of course, wear the best shoes they can find. That's right. You, you hit the nail on the head. Walkers, you can always walk in a running shoe, but you should never run in a walking shoe. And the reason is the amount of cushioning, the amount of shock absorption that they have. All shoes are going to feel cushioned. All athletic shoes, all running shoes, all walking shoes are going to feel cushioned. But the amount of shock absorption is what's really important for the runners. But a walker can definitely walk in a running shoe. And probably 90% of the people that leave our store that are walkers do walk out with a running shoe on their foot. How long should you keep your shoes? This has been something that people have talked about for a long time. How long should you keep a shoe that you wear? It's really hard to say by time. Um, I tell people I ride my bike every day to work. My husband works about the same distance, and he drives his car every day. He replaces his car tires way faster than I replace my car tires. So it's the same thing. It depends on, you have to think about it again, like a, like a vehicle, and how many miles do you have on your shoes. I really encourage runners, Ashley, to keep a log and to write down every time they run how many miles they ran. And then as your shoes start to, maybe they don't feel quite as good, you go backwards and you add up how many miles you have, all of a sudden you've got, we tell people, three to 400 miles on their shoes. 
walkers can maybe get a little more because they aren't hitting the ground quite as hard. But honestly, your body will tell you, and that's what you really have to pay attention to and listen to. I tell people you can start with a little niggly if something bothers you a little bit. You don't want to let it blow into an injury. What about the increased media attention on minimalist and barefoot-inspired footwear? What do you think of that? Well, we never really carried the, uh, just as far as, we've been in business for 40 years, and we, we know right down the middle is where things have always gone, and we really never carried the true minimalist shoes. I really feel that, and most of our customers feel the same way, that you need some cushion under your feet. Now, we have zero drop shoes, but there's a ton of cushion underneath. We are long evolved from our ancestors that went barefoot, and we wear shoes all the time, and we live in, you know, we're not in Chicago, but we live in a city that, you know, is covered with cement, and that's what most of our trails are. So really hard on the feet just to, to do that. I can remember being at a clinic one time, a, a running clinic, and an orthopedic doctor saying, if, if you want to learn how to run barefoot, I can make you a plan, but it will take you two years before you can do it totally or minimal, you know. And so it's, I don't think we're Americans. We usually aren't willing to wait very long to do anything. So in our, as, as the type of view we are, I think shoes with cushion is, is the best way to go. What about gait analysis, And Do sales staff have the ability to do a gait analysis, to look, to put someone on a treadmill in their shoes, to see if they're pronating, supinating, how they're walking, and what kind of shoe would be best for them? And the beauty of our, what we have is we have a big huge sidewalk out front, and that's what we use. We found, we used to have a treadmill, and what we found was that our most of our runners and walkers never, ever got on a treadmill. So to get on was unusual. As they were walking or running, it was a little unusual for them. So we send them outside, or we have a, a track actually in our store where we've doubled the size of our store. So we have a big track in our store where we can watch them run down and run back or just take them outside where they're more comfortable in what they do every day. But we do do gait analysis, absolutely. And we listen. You know, hearing the customer, what feels what feels really good? What, what shoe do you notice the least? Really listening, I think, is probably more important than anything, a good communication. So you don't need to break in shoes, technically, right? You know, I, anymore, you really don't need to. I used to tell people years ago, because I've been doing this a long time, that, you know, shoes were a little stiffer. They were made with leather. They were made with, you know, suede. Things didn't, you know, it did take a little time to break shoes in. But now they're made of such great material, and they're so, the uppers, most of them have no seams on them, that there's nothing really that is going to really affect your foot. If you've gone, you're going from one shoe to a whole other style, I tell people, hold on to your other shoe. Wear it, you know, wear the new shoe a couple of days. Wear your old shoe a day. You know, but if you're going pretty much similar just from, you know, about the same type of shoe to another one similar to it, then I would say you don't need a break-in period. You should be able to put those on and, and take off. And if someone has plantar fasciitis, shin splints, or other issues, can shoes be the answer to some of those problems? And what do you think about the non-prescriptive orthotics that some shoe stores sell, like, you know, Superfeet sure. or Spankos? Or, mm-hmm, or sole orthotics. Absolutely. Oh, it can definitely be. And even if they're in a really good shoe that they have gotten from us, things can change. Maybe they have upped their mileage. Maybe they're training for a marathon. Maybe they're doing some other kind of workouts added in. Those kind of things can make a difference. And shoes can make a huge difference. And what a easy fix if it's just shoes. The other thing is I totally believe in the insoles. I really do because maybe you just got your shoes and, or you know, maybe it's not quite the right shoe, but... You don't want to spend another, you know, $100, $120 on a pair of shoes. A lot of times we can stick an insole in there, 
you know, take a look at the shoes, take a look at the insole and what wear you're doing on it now, put a new one in, and you, it can really make a huge difference. What about overcorrecting? Some of these shoes have yeah. so much support yeah. now, and then you put an insole or a, oh, an orthotic in there. Can you overcorrect? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And we get a lot of patients from um, foot doctors that, you know, maybe they've been in a really, really supportive shoe. Well, now they have an orthotic, too, and you kind of have to talk them down a little bit and say, listen, this guy's going to be doing the work for you. This is going to be doing what the shoe, what your old shoe did for you, only it's made specifically for you. You know, it's made just for your foot, brings the ground up to your foot. So getting a shoe that has that much support a lot of times is overkill. And as we explain it to the customers, they, they, they understand and are willing to, to try something new. What if your shoes get wet? Definitely. Oh, I have a huge, I do a lot of talks and I have a huge thing about wet shoes. Um, wet shoes will lose, if you're a runner or a walker, they are going to lose a lot of their cushioning if you run or walk in them when that midsole is still wet. The first thing you do when you get home is, and I tell people I know you want to just take them off and throw them in the corner because you're usually sopping wet and you're miserable. Take it, You untie them, take them off, take that insole out if it's an orthotic or just the insole that came in the shoe, and set it somewhere where it can dry, edge of your tub, and then take and stuff your shoes with paper towels or newspapers and really stuff that toe box. Two things. It will absorb that moisture, take that moisture out so your shoes are drying out, but it also keeps that great toe box shape and it doesn't allow it to kind of dry down maybe and where it would irritate your toes that that toe box you like it if you're wearing that shoe you like the way that toe box is around your toes and if you take your shoes off throw them in a corner when they're wet one lands on the other you've got a little indentation in the toe it dries that way it's it's going to take a while for it to come out and your toe is going to be sore in the meantime so stuffing it with paper towels like i said two things sucks that moisture out, and it keeps that toe box being really nice and, and big for you. Do socks matter? Yes, they do. I have a sheet I give people to say socks matter. Absolutely. We tell people cotton is rotten. Cotton, your bath towels are made of cotton for a reason because it absorbs moisture, but that moisture doesn't go anywhere. So with, co- with cotton socks, none of our socks have cotton in them. I say read your sock labels like you read your food labels and make sure there's not cotton in there. We You want socks that moisture wicking, dry fit, cool max, things that move that moisture away from your feet, spread it to the outside of the sock where it's spread over a larger area and it can evaporate off. And it keeps your feet dry, it keeps your feet comfortable. Dry feet are warmer in the winter and cooler in the summer. Give us your best advice about buying shoes. If you're someone buying running or walking shoes for the first time, what they should look for, what you really want them to know. Sure. I really want them to know, like I said, to bring their shoes in with them. I want them to really communicate with us and tell us what it is they're doing and not be afraid. And we, you know, everybody is the same at, at our store. Walk, run, just, I just want to move, you know, and be comfortable. It's, it's all the same. Not to be afraid and to really try on several pairs. I think what it comes down to, and there's so many different ways to look at shoes and so many, you know, technical things that you can do, but honestly... The shoe that you notice the less, the least, is going to be the best shoe for you. No big, huge arch, no big no side pressure, no heel that's pinching or slipping. Just whatever you notice the least, that shoe is going to be the best one for you. And to take your time and to really, you know, use our sales associates. You're not bothering us. We, we want to help you. Thank you so much, Ann Ringline, manager at Lincoln Running Company. You're listening to Brian Health Radio. And if you'd like to learn more about healthy living, you can go to brianhealth.org. 
That's brianhealth.org. This is Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for listening.